You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. Our text is in Ephesians 2, verse 4 to 5. But before I read this text, I want to read verse 1 to 3. Then let's jump off here. So from Ephesians 5, we talked about being greatly loved by God. And, and practical steps on husbands and wives. But what you would see is the same theme in the book of Ephesians. And I was reading through it this week, Ephesians 1 to 6, just going back and forth from chapter 1 to chapter 6. Makita mo, no, may common theme. Isa sa mga common theme na makita mo sa Ephesians when Paul was writing the book was he was showing to us where we were before and where we are now because of the love of Christ. Right? He differentiates our lives before to a point that he would call us uh, sons of diso- di- disobedience or uh, living in the kingdom of darkness. Kung Tagalog, anak ni Taning. Okay? And how Christ loved us so much and he transferred us into his kingdom. Now, in Ephesians 2, the same theme comes up before verse 4 and 5. It says in verse 1 to 3, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Okay? That was your life before. You were dead in your sin. You see, the Bible is not a book to make bad people good. It's a book to make dead people come alive. It's different. Don't take this as a rule book. Take this as a life book. It gives you life. And Paul says, you were dead in your sin, and now you're alive in Christ. And he says, in which you once walked, following the course of this world following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath like the rest of mankind. In short, grabe raw tayo, ang sama natin, makasalanan tayo. This is who we were before, and now he's changed us. We're no longer sons of disobedience. And verse 4 mentions this. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us what? Alive. Together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. This is who you are now because you're loved by God. Sobrang mahal ka raw ni Lord, binago ka na niya. You were no longer that, you're now this. And he mentions uh, in verse 4 and 5. Now in verse 6, it says, And raise us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So he talks about uh, uh, an act of raising us up. Somebody needs to step down and raise us up from where we were before and lift us up so that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Now, to summarize verse 1 to verse 7. We were sinners, we were living in darkness, we were sons of disobedience, and the wrath of God was to be given to us. Dapat daw, papaluin na tayo ni Lord. Galit na galit si Lord. But because of His what? It says great rich mercy, His great love, His immeasurable riches of grace, and His kindness. 
Four things we see here. I don't deserve the love. I don't deserve the mercy. I don't deserve the grace. I don't deserve the kindness. And it's given to me. And the result is, we are now loved. We're made fully alive. And according to Josh Groban, he raised us up. Okay? I won't sing the song to you guys. Not to ruin your afternoon. Why am I mentioning this as we talk about our relationship with those who are poor, the widows, the orphans, and those suffering social injustice? It is in this light, and even in Ephesians 5, that we are dearly loved children. It is in this light that we are now to move in generosity and compassion. The reason I can give to the poor and be generous is because of what Christ has done. The reason I can be compassionate is because Christ has been compassionate to me. You see, our generosity and compassion is made possible because of Christ's mercy, love, grace, and kindness. Now, there's a difference between generosity and compassion. You can actually be generous and not compassionate. A lot of people, they love to give money so that people would notice them, so that they would get recognition. But to have compassion, even if no one knows, I'll give. Why? Because my heart is compassionate toward those who need this money. So it's a lethal combination to have both generosity and compassion together. And as Christians, we are commanded by God to be generous and compassionate in light of, I'm loved by God. God has been so good to me. God has been so generous to me. And therefore, I can now move in generosity and I could move in compassion. Ephesians 5.1, review natin. No? Follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us, gave Himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. This is the verse that we've been studying the past three weeks. That we're dearly loved by God. And therefore, I can move in compassion because I'm now loved. There's no room for selfishness in me because I am already dearly loved by God. Zechariah chapter 7 verse 10 tells it plainly to us. In verse 11, it says, Treat one another justly. Now, when you hear the word just in the Bible, or justice, most of us, we think, kasi ngayon usong justice, kung may crime, justice for like this, justice for like that. But most of the time, the angle of justice in Scripture talks about the poor, the widows, and the orphans. It talks about social justice or social injustice. When it says God is a God of justice, He's also talking about those who are poor, who needs help? The right for education, the right to have a roof under your head, the right to have clothes, you know, the right to eat three times a day, normal meal. Those are social justices. It says, treat one another justly, love your neighbors, be compassionate with each other, don't take advantage of widows, orphans, visitors, and the poor. Don't plot and scheme against one another. That's evil. Okay? I don't need to elaborate on this. God is just saying, that's plain wrong. It's evil to even not help and to take advantage of the poor. That's evil. That's wrong. That's sin. But did your ancestors listen? No. They set their jaws in defiance. 
They shut their ears. They steeled themselves against God's revelation and the spirit-filled sermons preached by the earlier prophets by order of God of the angel armies. What did they do? God says, please, practice social justice. Help the poor. Help those who are in need. Don't take advantage of them. That's evil. What did they do? They did not listen. In fact, they rebelled against me. They were up for their own happiness and not helping others. And then look at the image. They shut their ears. I don't want to listen to the sob stories of the plight of the poor. I have my own problems. I'm saving up for my iPhone. Please don't tell me your stories. I don't want to do anything with your stories. And even the sermons that were being preached about helping the poor. That's why I will not apologize this afternoon when I tell you to get out of your comfort zone and please give some money to the poor. I'm not going to ask for an offering after the preaching, by the way. I'm saying this not because I want to guilt trip you towards giving this Sunday. That's not the point. I want you to have this lifestyle. You see, I can guilt trip you today, give you some sob stories of the poor people and what will happen. Offering for the poor will go up this Sunday. Next Sunday, it's back to normal. Why? Because it's all about, oh, na, na, ano ako, nagilti ako eh. Ayoko magilti kayo. Gusto ko yung ibalik sa Ephesians 2, where it was said that you're loved by God. That God, who is rich in mercy and kindness towards you, has showered everything, the full extent of His love to the church. And that's why Paul was writing this to the church. Because the world will not understand. Pag ito, pre-niche mo sa mundo, mahal ka ni Lord, magbigay kayo sa mahirap. Hindi, kami rin mahirap eh. Pero pag sa Kristiyano, sinabi mo, mahal ka ni Lord, magbigay kayo sa mahirap kasi binigay na ni Lord lahat sa'yo. Ay, oh, tama. Amen, amen. Right? And I want you to, I want to bring you back there that you have to understand you're greatly loved by God. That God has been so generous to you, that's why we can be radically generous to those who are poor. Because of our standing in Christ. And God, what happened? Because they did not obey, became angry, really angry. Because He told them everything plainly and they wouldn't listen to a word He said. Context was helping the poor. If you're not helping the poor, you cry out to God, I don't know if He'll listen. Why? He's angry. Because if you see throughout Scripture... From Genesis down to Revelation, there will always be a priority for Christians to help the poor. The rejects of society, the Bible says, treat them the same way. The same way I have loved you. God chose the foolish things of the world, us, to shame the wise. Now, question. How come, with all the commands, we see that a lot of Christians are still not generous? They still debate up until today, should I tithe or not? Andung ka pa, nahuli ka na, left behind ka na, sa gustong pagawa sa ni Lord. How come a lot of Christians, when it comes to money, they become so stingy? When it comes to social justice, they don't take part. It's not priority. It's guilt. It's always associated with guilt. Bigay na kasi, sabi Real life eh. Bigay ta? Parang ganun yung spirit ba? But hindi siya top of mind ng simbahan. But in the midst of God's love, mercy, and grace, and the gospel being preached every week, 
How come it's not top of mind? How come there's little or no awareness when it comes to helping the poor or the lifestyle does not show that we are compassionate to the poor? Let me tell you three reasons why. Three lies that we believe in and how we can counter it with the truth of God's word. Number one is the lie that just a little bit more will be enough. I don't have enough now. Give me a little bit more. I'll give. Konti lang, Lord. Lord, just a 200% salary increase. I'll give. Just a little bit more. Right? Lord, makuha ko lang tong ganito. Lord, etong standard lang of living, I'll start to give. Just a little bit more. Lord, and I'll learn how to give. That's the lie. Truth is, we have more than enough. I have more than enough. Why? Ephesians 2. Rich in mercy, rich in love, grace, kindness, love us, made us fully alive. We're no longer dead. And He raised us up. Well, you have more than enough. You've got church community, especially if you get involved here. Friends that people are buying now. You have all of this at your disposal. You have more than enough. Okay? And the lie is, I don't have enough. John Rockefeller, my, my lolo, was asked, a billionaire who made America, what is enough? He said, just a little bit more. Now, this guy is a Christian. He's, he's helped the church, gave millions of money away. Of course, it's like tissue paper to him, money. He has a lot of money. But when asked, what's enough? Just a little bit more. And this is the kind of lie that we believe in. That money will give me life, money will give me happiness, and just a little bit more, then I can start to be more generous and start giving to the poor. Because now, I'm not that rich. Why will I give? What about me? Right? A little bit more, I go to a state of riches or richness, then I give. That's the lie that we believe in. Martin Luther King Jr. said, An individual has not started living until he rises above the narrow confines of his individualistic concerns to the broader concerns of all humanity. What is Martin Luther King saying? The reason people today are so lonely is because we're trying to pursue happiness. I need to be happy. I need this to be happy. I need this to be happy. Research shows People who pursue happiness, according to Tom Rath, are the loneliest people in the world. Why? They're entitled people. Bakit yung nagpapaanal o separated? Bakit? Hindi na kasi ako masaya. Hindi ka lang kontento. Malungkot ka nga. Because you're trying to look for it outside of Christ. So it's all about me, 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 me. A little bit more, a little bit more, a little, 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 little. I'll be happy then I'll start helping others. Their pursuit of happiness is a lie. And the world has believed in that lie for the longest time. It's actually the pursuit of meaning that brings satisfaction. And where do you find meaning? In Christ. Kaya nga sabi ko, ayaw ko guilt trip. Bakit? Pag nakita mo na si Lord, na-experience mo na si Lord, magbibigay ka talaga. May connection ang puso sa wallet. Dikit yan. Pag nilabas mo. Kapansin mo? Pag sinaswipe mo. Dikit. There's a connection somewhere. Okay? It's true. 
2 Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich for your sake, He became poor so that you, by His poverty, might become what? Rich. Thus, this applies not only to millionaires, but to minimum wage earners. It doesn't matter. Kung nasang spectrum ka ng financial standing mo. This applies to you as well. Why? Because Christ came down and raised us up. Tulad ng pagtinutulungan natin ng mga mahirap na tumayo. Binibigyan natin ng pang, pang start lang para makaahon. Ganun yung ginawa ni Lord sa atin. So that through His riches, went down, became poor like one of us, so that He can raise us up to be with Him. Luke 14, 4, verse 18 to 19 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me to what? Preach good news to the poor. Imagine, priority ni Lord. First on the list, what? Poor. That's why, Christian, we need to have a mark of helping the poor. Why did the Spirit of God anoint you? Oh, for signs and wonders. No, 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 no. The Spirit of God has anointed you to preach good news to the poor. Poor plays a big part. The poor people plays a big part in the ministry that Christ has given the church. Here's what C.S. Lewis said. Okay? Medyo mahaba kasi si C.S. Lewis siya. No? Mautak to eh. Okay. Pinsan ni Chinky Tanto. Okay. Chinky S. Lewis. Okay, so. Here's what he said. I do not believe one can settle how much we ought to give. You might be asking, so magano bibigay ko? No, no, no. I think we can't settle that now. I'm afraid the only safe rule is to give more than we can spare. In other words, if our expenditure on comforts, luxuries, amusements, etc. is up to the standard common, common among those with the same income as our own, we are probably giving away too little. If our charities do not at all pinch, ibig sabihin pinch, I experience this, pag naglalakad ng mall, may stranger, cute mo, pinch, okay? you feel the pain of giving, or hamper us, I should say, they are too small. Pag yun it hampers you from doing something else because I've given, then, if you don't ever felt that, if you've never felt that before, maybe you're not giving as much. There ought to be things we should like to do and cannot do because our charitable expenditure excludes them. This is the plan. We want to go this way, but because annually we give a certain amount here, this has to be delayed a year or two because we're giving here. What was C.S. Lewis saying? Practically, that means, that's why we are all on different income level. Sa industry rate, example, call center, call center, dalawa tayo call center, kumikita tayo na, nagkano ba call center ngayon? Sabihin natin 20,000, 25,000. 25,000, 25,000. Ang taong nasa, hindi, hindi kristyano, 25,000. Magkano binibigay niya sa mahirap? Street kids, ganun. Sabihin na natin, monthly 100. That's on a good day. Okay? Sample lang. Right? Pag Christian ka, 25,000, 100, would it hurt? Not really. That's not even one cup of Starbucks. It doesn't really hurt. What the call center agent, the Christian would say is, you know what? I drink coffee eight times a week at Starbucks. 
na, or anywhere. Ano pa bang coffee shop meron? Tobis? Okay. Uh, wag na nating touch ang coffee bean. Okay. Nagbibigay, nagbibigay sa real life yun eh. Okay, so. Okay. Coffee bean, okay lang. Okay, so. Right? Okay. <laughs> Alright, so. Diba? What I'm saying is, I'm sacrificing two coffees a month to give for social justice. For the plight of the poor. While everybody's drinking their coffee, habit namin yan, barkada lahat, pupunta Starbucks once a week. Pero for two weeks of the month, I'm not. I'm actually buying, uh, buying beans where I could save 90% of the cost and grind it at home and drink it using my Starbucks paper cup. Okay? Hindi man lang bumili na nung ano, no? Alright? There's, dapat, in short, sinasabi lang ni C.S. Lewis, no? And let me simplify it for our context, no? Ramdam. Kita. Kita mo, kita ng mga tao sa bahay that you're doing something helping the poor. Give you example. As a parent, your kid, daming toys. Daming toys na sa bahay. Punong-puno ng toys. Sabi niya, punta siya sa toys are them. Diba? So sabi niya. O, pahingi, pahingi naman. Okay. Yung anak mo, gusto mo turuan ng social responsibility and compassion. What do you do? We'll only buy a toy because you're full of toys already. We're going only to buy a toy if you give away an old toy. Not the broken toys, just a toy that's still there, that's working. You have to give that to a poor kid before we get to buy this. I'm not buying it if you're not giving away some. Okay? No, I'm not saying this is a uh, rule. Dapat, yun, ganda yun. Walang Bible verse yun. Okay? Sinasabi ko lang, ramdam kita. Nakikita ng bata, nakikita mo din, may sacrifice involved. Right? Why? Because you're trying to build that culture that we want our kids to be compassionate. We want the church to be compassionate. Therefore, I need to feel it also. So there are certain things, after one year, when we calculate all our giving, you know, it, ah, wow! Masaya ka naman, no? Na nagbigay ka, pero parang, uy, pang, pang bakasyon to, ah. Nabigay. Right? And I think nobody has ever regretted doing that. When they move in compassion and generosity, why? Because at the end of the day, charity requires that we live simply. Mga parge, simple lang ang buhay. Huwag gawing komplikado. Hindi ganong kamahal mabuhay ngayon. It's learning how to live simply. It means you don't need that extra one. Right? And later I'll tell you again some examples how to do this. Again, this is, please ha, don't, ah, parang pinapatama. Hindi. Depende yan eh. Okay? Kung anong income mo. So, pag sa'yo, eh, talagang binabaan mo na talaga yung standard mo, pero parang, wow, pang first world and the thing. Okay na yon. It means, wow, you pinch yourself because instead of putting it all there, I've given some and gave it somewhere else. For the normal, ordinary folks like you and me, kita lang sa Excel file natin, may certain percentage na bibigay tayo sa mahirap. Tumutulong tayo sa scholar, Meron tayong binibigay sa orphanage. Pili ka kung foundation na gusto mo. Right? But then you know, I'm giving a certain level for social justice. Because God commands me to help those who are poor. 
Second lie is this. God helps those who help themselves. Guys, wala to sa Bible, ha? Iba kasi yan yung advice. Alam mo, nakasulat sa Book of Hesitation. God helps those... Diba? Pag nag-advise ka, kala mo sino kang magaling. Right? Alam, mo, alam mo, sis, God helps those who help themselves. Grabe, si Joseph ganun yan eh, tsaka si Moses. Wala po sa Bible yan. In fact, it's a lie. What God commanded us, the church, is to help those who can't help themselves. Eh, minsan, binibigyan pa natin ng rason, ba't hindi tayo nagbibigay? Right? Ba't ako tutulong sa scholar? Eh? Magulang niya. Bato. Batuga, di ba? Katuga ba yun? Kain, tulog, gala, di ba? Katuga. Sorry, term nila, ano yun eh, 80s. Okay. Napanood ko yun sa movie mo. Okay, so. Okay, ni Bistek. Anyway. Di ba? What are you doing? You're actually just trying to get out of the responsibility because you're not as compassionate as you think you are. God commands us to help those who can't help themselves. Okay? Move in compassion. Move in generosity. Okay? Look at Proverbs 21.13. Whoever shuts their ears to the cries of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. I want you to look at the imagery that scripture uses. If you shut your ears to the cries of the poor, when I cry out, God will not listen. Powerful picture. As Filipinos, we hear. There's no problem in hearing poverty in our nation. Am I right? It's just actually when we shut it down. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. I have problems of my own. And that's not a good picture to shut your ear from the cries of the poor. Proverbs 28, verse 27. He that gives unto the poor shall not lack. But he that hides his eyes shall have many cures. Again, this is not about doing this, but it's seeing but never feeling anymore. Kalus na ang puso. May nangita kang mahirap, wala na sa'yo. Walang effect, walang tag sa heart. It is hardened already. And therefore, even when I see, I actually don't see. When we hide our eyes, there will be many curses. Poverty will continue. Imagine if Christians just tithe. Worldwide, I think only 3% Christians tithe. Out of the 100, hindi ko napapatas yung kamay kung sino nagtatithe. Kita naman sa CCTV namin. Imagine, I'm not talking Victoria, worldwide. 3% Tama no? 3% tithe. 97% they don't think this way. Yeah, they give some after guilt trips which I said will not work because the next week it goes back to normal. If you don't have a revelation of God's great love, mercy, riches, and kindness, you will always be stingy. There will be no compassion. It will be a heart of stone. But if I understand the love of Christ, what is money? I have more than enough. The Bible says, the Bible does not tell us to rescue lazy people. Okay? Side note lang. Right? 
The Bible tells us to help those who really can't help themselves. Look at 1 Timothy 5.5. She, who is truly a widow, left all alone, has set her hope on God, and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. Paul was saying, check nyo, kung talagang widow yan, kasi kung widow yan, tutulungan natin yan. Ha? Make sure she is truly a widow. Because we are commanded. We are compelled, we are obliged, we are highly encouraged, we are required to help the widow. Just make sure she's truly a widow. Now, pag tamad-tamad yan, tatay yan na kaya pa magtrabaho, pero ayaw lang magtrabaho kasi nanonood ng teleserye, hindi natin... You're doing a disservice to help. You can't help people like that. You only help those who really can't help themselves. That's why we're targeting a lot of scholars. Because these are students. Some of them work part-time and then study. And so we're targeting them. Why? Because they can't help themselves. Orphans. Iniwan na magulang. Widows. The context in the New Testament, if you're a widow, you have no job. They don't hire women. And so the church, if you're a Christian then, and you're part of community and you're a widow, you're well taken care of. There were no needy among them. Why? The church helps the widows. And that's why they're blessed. Third, lie is compassion is a ministry for the select few. The reality or the truth is compassion should be a lifestyle for all Christians. And then, may gift yan of compassion. Siya na lang. Ayan, mayaman yan. Yan, kausapin mo. Huwag ako. Kasi ako, kailangan ko rin ng compassion. Right? So, tinuturo mo yung milyonaryo o yung bilyonaryo. Pero never ka tumingin sa sarili mo na you, I can actually be a part of the solution. That's why I say, imagine if the church worldwide would learn how to be generous. They would learn how to tithe and go beyond it. And say, you know what? Tithe, I'll give to the church. And just to be generous, I'll make it 11%. 1% I give to the poor. 1% of my income I give to the poor. Or to a cause that would help advance the kingdom of God at the same time help those who are suffering social injustice. It should be a lifestyle for all Christians to be compassionate and practice social justice. Look at James 2.14. Okay? What good is it, brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? You see, this has been quoted most of the time. Oh, faith without works is dead. Dapat yung faith mo may action. But look at the context of this verse in James. Verse 15. If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm, and eat your fill, yet you do not supply their bodily needs, what is the good of that? What was the context? Social justice. Oh, faith without action is dead. Okay? Kung translation natin sa, sa, sa Tagalog, Oy, Christian ka, tumutulong ka ba sa mahirap? Pakita nga budget mo. Meron ba dyan? Or else, your faith is dead. Because you're not even thinking about the poor. Right? Minsan, may makita tayong mahirap, di ba? Ano? GBU. Okay, so mas matatanda. God bless you. GBU, okay. Okay. 
Right? And so we're not actually helping. I think I've shared it in our morning service in the past. But I've made a rule. Two years na to. Two years na. Every time nagpapalengke kami, di na kami tumatawad. Di na, wag na. Kung dalawang piso, tatlong piso lang, di ba? Magkano po yung, ano, yung sitaw? Fifteen. Mahal naman, te. Gabi mo twelve. Tatlong piso na lang, di ba? Bigay mo na yan. Naka-aircon yung kotse mo, bababa ka sa palengke, di ba? Magkano po yung apple? Thirty. Mahal naman, te. Di ba? Twenty-five na lang. Na kung wholesale mo, sige. Pero pag kukuha ka lang ng lima, apat, bigay mo na yung bente. Di ba? Why? Because they need it. That's their business. They're trying to earn a living. So, uh, well, again, this is not in the Bible. This is, so don't say, oh, but I hope you get the spirit that faith without action is dead. There are so many ways we can help the poor. So many ways we can practice social justice. And please, sharing on Facebook, that's not counted. May video nakakaawa, share nga natin. Oh, social justice. Okay. Guys, hindi social justice yun, no? Social media yun, okay? Alright? I hope you understand that's the easiest thing to do, to share and not take action. Habang nagsishare ka, nag-online bingo ka rin. Tindi mo, di ba? So, please, don't count that as... Yeah, I know it helps to share, but then it takes more than just one click. Okay? That's why it should pinch. It should hamper you a bit. First John 3.16 not John 3.16, 1 John 3.16. By this we know love, that He laid down His life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for, for the brothers. Okay. This is Jesus saying, this is what love is. You sacrifice, selfless. Love one another. But look at the context, First John 3. That's 16. Look at verse 17. Again, the priority to help those who are suffering social injustice. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Grabe, question pa ni John. Yung love mo for the Lord. Hindi ako nagkwe-question na. Sinishare ko lang. Okay? Share. Okay. Okay. Mahal mo si Lord. Hindi ka tumutulong sa mahirap. He says, the love of God is not in that person. Their children... Let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. So, we help in whatever ways we can. Short-term, long-term, help. Reactive, active, helping, let's do. Kailangan ng tulong dito. Ito may extra, pero long-term plan, meron din. What we're trying to do as a local church, as a movement, is a long-term plan to help those who are poor. One of our long-term plan is actually campus ministry. We go to public schools, we go to the colleges, and we help them. We minister to them. Our campus missionaries are actually in social justice causes. Why? They go there and they give them hope and they raise up our young people. That has been our posture. Whether mayaman or mahirap, tumitingin yung mga campus missionaries at mga leaders natin. Magiging leader ka rin. Gagamitin ka rin ni Lord. You'll make a difference. Why? That's how Christ ministered to us. He raised us up. Okay. That's long term. Real life is long term. Scholarship. 
Why? I give you the money now. Finish college. Go do it. Be excellent. Why? So, because you might be the first one, on an average Filipino family, the first one to have a college degree. And that's where the money would be. It's easier to get a job and you're able to uplift your family from deep poverty to a certain level of uh, uh, normal life. That's long term. And we've had hundreds of scholars. Hindi po biro. Minsan kasi feeling ang bilis. Ay, scholar lang. Adap ako isa. Hindi po ganun kabilis yan. Pagkain nila araw-araw, pag-check ng grades nila, involved ba yan sa simbahan, di ba, nadi-disciple ba yan. And that's why I love supporting real life. Because I know where my money is going. And I've seen the effect. And I want us to watch this video of one real life scholar who's, who's helped her family. And this is very close to me because the girl you're about to see here is somebody I worked with in youth ministry back in the days when we were young. Okay? Wild and free. Okay, now, when we were young. Okay? And nung pinanood ka yung video, sabi ko, grabe, di mo akalain talaga na ito yung kasama ko dati na pumupunta sa Binigno, Ninoy, Aquino High School. At nagsa-seminar kami, nag-victory group kami sa loob. Ito yung nasa youth service. Malapit doon sa may fourth area, doon sa mas sa may malapit sa squa- uh, mga poor area, no? depressed areas. That's where we had our youth service before. And look at where she is now and the impact that she's making. I want you to watch this video. Lumaki ako sa isang malaking pamilya. Yung tatay ko nagtatrabaho sa bilang construction worker. Tapos yung nanay ko, tinutulungan siya sa pang-araw-araw namin na pangailangan. Anim kami magkakapatid. Ako, pang lima sa mga magkakapatid. Naalala ko may moment na kailangan kong like maglakad ng 30 minutes para lang makapasok. Kahit walang baon, papasok ako kasi gusto kong makapag-aral na kailangan namin mag-share sa isang pack ng noodles para lang makaraos ng isang araw. Dahil anong kami magkakapatid, yung panganay kong ate, yung kuya ko, hanggang sa pang-apat na kapatid, hindi na sila nakatapos ng pag-aaral. Meron kaming mindset yung kapag ipinanganak kang mahirap, mabubuhay ka na mahirap, and then mamamatay kang mahirap. So, nung high school na, nung pumasok na ako ng high school, nakilala ko yung isa kong Filipino teacher. Yung Filipino teacher na yon hindi lang siya basta-basta nag, ah, nagtuturo tungkol about dun sa topic ng Filipino, kundi nagsashare din siya paminsan-minsan about the gospel. And she even invited us na mag-join ng Bible study niya or Bible group. So, one time nag-join ako, pero after noon, sinataguan ko na si Ma'am Lynn, Yung family namin, Catholic, tapos yung kapatid ko naman, Iglesia ni Cristo. So, para wag na akong makadagdag pa ng gulo dahil nga iba-iba na yung religion. Kaya sabi ko na lang kay Ma'am Lynn, dami ko na lang excuses na hindi ako pwede, assignment ako, makapag-excuse lang sa kanya. So, dumating yung point na parang nakulitan na, mako, nakulitan na ako kay Ma'am Lynn kasi paulit-ulit na siya nag invite So, nag na rin ako sa kanya finally. So, nag-join na ako ulit ng Bible study. Tapos, dumating sa, matend na rin ako ng Sunday service. Tapos, during one altar call, doon na nadulog yung puso ko na talagang miyak na ako na kailangan ko nang tagapin si Lord, si Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. 
So, nung magka-college na ako, since alam ni Ma'am Lin yung situation ko sa family background ko, uh, tinulungan niya rin ako na makonect sa Real Life Foundation. Then, eventually, I got the approval na maging scholar nga. Then, nakapasok ako sa PUP. I graduated as Corporate Business Management. And right after the graduation, I got a job. I was able to pursue my career. And then, nakita ko kung gano'ng ka-faithful si God sa buhay ko. And hindi lang sa buhay ko, pati na rin sa family ko. Nakita ko na may hope. Kasi yung kapatid ko, I was able to help then yung kapatid ko na makapag-aral. And at the same time, makapagtapos din. Then eventually, years after, I've seen myself in Dubai, working in a bank. And then eventually, I started leading a group, my victory group there, and with uh, young professionals. I'm Elena Perez, and I've seen God's faithfulness to me and my family. And I remember this life verse that I always clung on to. James 1, 2-4, and it says there, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so you would remain complete and mature, not lacking of anything. Right, our time is up. Let's just pray. Lord, we thank you, God. Lord, that through your word today, we are, Lord, commanded and encouraged, Lord, to be compassionate and generous people because of your great love for us. So I pray, Lord, that may your word do a work in our hearts starting today. Remove our stinginess, Lord. Remove, God, our, uh, Lord, life's pursuit for our own happiness. But, Lord, may we look to you as our source of joy and happiness, that we're greatly loved by God, the full extent of God's love given to us. And now, Lord, we can be a blessing. And now we can give the love of Christ to everyone who is in need because of your great love. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph resources podcast.